we are live on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. Jerry running a few minutes late. I think he's still a little bit upset about Lazio dropping uh, dropping a, a five to two decision to Napoli earlier today. We're we're here. Uh, we're live, but some of you may listen to this on a replay. We're recording this on Thursday evening, so Jerry's going to pop in. Also, Adriano from the Calcio guys is going to drop in. Jerry notified me that uh, Giovanni is banned uh, because Jerry is so mad at uh, he's so <laughs> mad at Agnelli for the Super League. So eventually, eventually we're going to get the whole Calcio guy, guys crew together. And I want to welcome in a first time guest on the show. Uh, really happy to have this guy. And we get along, even though he's a Milanista. I, I really enjoy a, a group chat that we're in. Jan, <laughs> welcome to the show, Jan. And by the way, the gear looks really fresh, man. So you, you brought it in style. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's an honor and a privilege. So uh, can't wait to talk culture with you guys. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everyone. Hi, uh, how's it going? <laughs> good. Waiting for the other two boys. They'll be here soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Johnny is with us as well. He's really uh, become a regular. He's almost become like the uh, the third Calcio Connection member. He's basically on every <laughs> podcast now. I mean, he's a Calcio guy, of course. He's like. Yeah. He, he's like a, an accessory on Calcio Connection as well. And, you know, it's amazing uh, how much has changed since we you know, last did a show. We were on live on Monday night, mm. and that was right in the middle of the whole European Super League saga, right? Because it had been announced, you know, uh, midnight on, on Sunday night, midnight European time, that is. So 6 p.m. our time, the three of us are in, uh, in the Eastern daylight time zone in North America. So it was announced, you know, uh, on, on Sunday night and then Monday night, we had all the fallout. We had a big show about it. And then by Tuesday, the super league was canceled. Oh, we got our guy Jerry in and Jerry is still repping Lazio despite a tough loss today. We're going to get to it, Jerry. Uh, but guys now, now that the super league, I know some might say dead, Others might stay suspended, but there's not yeah. going to be any Super League games anytime soon. You know, Jan, since you're the new guy to the program, I, I wanted to start with you. You're a Milanista, obviously. You know, your club was one of the three Italian teams that were going to take part in Super League. Where's your head at now that this uh, that this thing is suspended, at least for the time being? Your club was going to be a part of it. How did you feel about it? I wasn't totally against uh, the whole idea of it to begin with because I felt like it's been a while coming that this has been talked about and... UEFA, we all know, can't be trusted for many things. And the, the idea of having just the idea of change made them really panic. We saw that. So I think that they hit a chord. And I think that it's definitely not dead because, had, had like Fiorentino Perez said yesterday, no one's actually left. They've all put it on hold because there's contracts that have been signed. JP Morgan puts up all this money. People are signing contracts that this is going to go through. So I think they're just going to, you know, reconvene, lick their wounds. They definitely took a hit. The, the fans and everyone, the backlash everywhere. I was probably in the minority of the people that were interested in this happening. But they'll be back. Something's going to happen. And as a Milanista, I mean, Berlusconi has been talking about this ever since I liked the club in the late 80s. So it's nothing new to me. This is something that my club's always been associated with. And it's no no, no problem for me. You know, but by the way... Um... One of the things for me about Super League is they had a god-awful PR department. It's like so – and you have heavy hitters behind this. I mean, you think about Florentino Perez, president of Real Madrid. This is a very powerful guy. Andrea Agnelli, you know, the Glazers, everyone else who was a part of this. Like, you would have thought they would have spent enough money on market research, focus groups. Let's get an idea of how – 
football fans around the world are going to react to this because I, I don't know what it was with, with the way that they announced it and the way that they rolled it out. It was like it was like a revolution, like it was like a a, a revolt for forty eight hours. People protesting in front of stadiums. I mean, I, all, all four of us are, are very active on Twitter. We saw people losing their minds yeah. on social media about this. So it's like, how did these clubs? Because I think there are aspects of the Super League are a good idea. Uh, but many of the aspects of it, you know, when, when you're announcing a, a league that's going to have 15 fixed members who don't earn their way in through meritocracy, um, you should know that football fans are going to react poorly to that. So yeah, definitely. And, you guys, and, and we talked about this a lot on Monday. And, you know, I, I can be a little bit conspiratorial minded at times. And, you know, I we, we've seen the concessions that UEFA has already made, right, S since the Super League has been put on hold. All of a sudden, UEFA has found an extra four billion euros under the couch cushion that they're going to start <laughs> sprinkling into Champions League. So, you know, I know that I know that the sentiment around football Twitter is that it was this great revolution and outcry of fans that have stopped the Super League. Oh, it's this revolution of football fans who who seek truth and justice, <sighs> who stopped the Super League from happening. When in reality, it sounds to me like the 12 clubs that formed the Super League kind of won because because now all of a sudden, you know, UEFA is slowly but surely reforming Champions League and, and putting money into it. Uh, you know, where Johnny, where, where's your head at now after this whole saga? Well, I mean, it's it's not surprising they found four billion euros all of a sudden in a no-no sock drawer or something, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, like we said on Monday, I wasn't pro UEFA or FIFA. I know they're a very corrupt organization. They have a history of it too. Um, but I was just like pro competition and what the idea was was very anti-competition. Now, um UEFA, yeah, they're conceding. And you know what? I have to give props to the Super Club teams for, for doing this kind of move to kind of make them sweat a bit. But this was not a victory for the fans. The fans had nothing to do with this. Uh, at the end of the day, like we're just numbers in the system for these clubs. These clubs make money elsewhere through deals and, and, and uh, sponsorships and whatnot. So uh, we can say that we had an effect, you know, like the Chelsea fans in front of the stadium, you know, like, you know, I commend them for their actions that they did. You know, like it was, I, I, I get it. I get, I'm a very passionate fan too. But at the end of the day, the only reason why UEFA all of a sudden revealed these $4 billion is because owners like Agnelli and Perez were bold enough to do something like this. So um, I think it was executed poorly, like you mentioned before. Like um, it was, it seemed so disorganized. It was just like as if they literally woke up, they started a group chat. Yo, you want to go against UEFA? Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. And then they just they just said, let's just do it. Yeah, why not? We feel dangerous today. Let's go. And that's what happened. <laughs> oh, man. And, and by the way, we welcome in Adriano from the Calcio guys, who's nice enough to join us. And so we're, we're surrounded. I mean, we got we got a couple of Milanisti in the house. You know, we have, of course, Johnny is one man representing two clubs. So we have Roma and we have Napoli in the house. Of course, with Jerry, we have Lazio in the house. But let me welcome in Adriano. H how are you doing, sir? And, and how do you feel about the uh, the 48 hours of Super League madness? Well, first off, I think you said it right. The pure madness, it, it was in this last uh, 48, uh, not even 72 hours. Uh, first off, it is a pleasure to be on on the podcast for the first time. Uh, I'm happy to be here on tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing you guys probably said everything. Uh, I mean, it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind. It's been crazy. Uh, in are we in? Are we out? Uh, you know, it's been it's been something 
something to to really scratch your head about. You know, we were so confused in the past 48 hours that we didn't even have to think who to believe, what sources to go to. Uh, you know, uh, we had our podcast uh, last was it last night, and uh, we already had different news from people that podcast. You know, uh, Monday night, Sunday evening. So, uh, yeah, like I said, crazy, crazy days uh, that passed. Uh, I don't think this is over. I do think now, you know, reading more news and just getting more updated. Uh, I do think, you know, uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be fighting again. This this won't be the first and last time we hear about Super League or something Super League esque, uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Uh, you know, we spoke about it last night. Um, and you know, I think we all, well, for the most part, uh, could agree on it that we didn't want the Super League. We can maybe understand it, but at the end of the day, I think uh, as fans of the game uh, and uh, devoted fans that we are, not just the casuals, uh, like hardcore guys like us, I think um, I think it was the right move that teams have pulled out. It's suspended, and uh, I guess we'll you know we'll finish off the Campeonato strong, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Awesome, and and Jerry. You were a very strong opponent of the Super League from the original announcement. In fact, you've been going so crazy on Twitter. I think you've handed out Chooch of the Week like 17 <laughs> times already in the last three weeks. <laughs> chooch after Chooch after Chooch after Chooch. How do you feel about the way that this whole saga has unfolded, Jerry? I'm fucking tired of talking about it. I, I, I don't even care about this Super League anymore. I, I, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. That's just me. I, I, um, you know what? It, it's always going to be there to like, you know, we talked about it on the phone, actually, me and Jan yesterday. And he said a really good point. I, I think it's just there. It's always going to be there, but it's never going to materialize. And it's always going to be a deploy to get FIFA more. more. And he said this perfect yesterday. All of a sudden, where did this four billion dollars you said on the phone? Perfect, and he's really good with Matthew. Like I've noticed that, like he knows these. <laughs> I've noticed this, like even when we talk in our chat group, he knows he's not. I, he, you know, I don't look at the figures. I don't look at that stuff, and and I guess that's his field, right? And he was saying good things that I didn't even notice, and like all these facts are coming out about um, about UEFA. But if if they really wanted to, they probably could make this league happen. But in reality, they know that you you don't want to squash every single league because there there is no long term goal to the Super League. It becomes like the MLS, and, and it works perfect for the MLS because of how we ad adapted it here. Like that's just the way it is. But in Europe, there has to be all those leagues. <laughs> Fuck you and your fucking sponsor. God damn it. This last fucking goddamn episode. I don't know. Give Latifo a call, man. Uh, <laughs> it's part of the problem. Uh, I, I, honestly, the Super League is never going to happen. But it's always going to be there to squeeze UEFA and just release all their dirty facts. And now look, the next time they got to renegotiate about Champions League and they need more money or something... Super League is going to come back in another year or two, and then yeah, they're going to get what yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. I can never see a Super League happening. And I think Jan said another good point yesterday, too, is that the moment they said that 15 teams cannot like be relegated, it, it's that's the stupidest thing. That's where they really fucked up. Yeah. Had they never said that and any team could be relegated to a second division, this could have maybe worked. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was the dead point. Lastly, Milan Weekly Pod, 
Monday, come on our pod. Never mind your fucking pod for Monday. Milan plays Lazio on Monday. If you want to use these fucking little tweeting words, let's bring it on on Monday. I know you're watching me. I know you're watching me. And and we we can bring on Yon too. I like like his banter, so I can accept it. We we have a nice uh, war. I I don't know. Monday's game is going to be two Sounds like a WWE promo. Monday night, I will Uh, see you (laughs) in in a podcast. You and me, brother. (laughs) Hold on. What what have the sponsors done for Milan in the last decade? I still see Lazio still winning more than Milan in the last decade without a sponsor. How's that? I mean, by Lazio metrics, that is winning a lot. At least, I guess, winning a few uh, <laughs> a few league cups is something the Copa, big for you guys. So, you I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it after. I'll take oh, it man. over half just, the league has won in the last decade. Just imagine <laughs> how many more Marikis you can buy with a shirt sponsor. Right? <laughs> a couple more pirates. A couple more pirates. Did, 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 you guys, did anybody watch the game today? Did you I guys couldn't watch it today at work. Well, I, I was able to watch miss? the Atalanta-Roma game. I couldn't watch the Lazio game. Jerry, what did Muriki do? Uh, Murici. Because uh, I, I saw you Nothing. tweeting about he's this guy. What so, happened? He's so bad, man. He is. He missed a sitter. Like Cataldi had missed a sitter before him, but it was kind of more a block attempt. With Marici, he had all the time in the world, and he sealed it right over the goal. Uh, he's bad, man. He twenty million. We could have bought two center backs. Never mind mm-hmm. one. You could buy a good player for ten million. You know what? If you do your homework. And then the best part was when. Um, Igliotati shaked his head in the first half, and I started laughing. I was like, how can this guy shake his head when they won the ba- Christmas basket at the local bar? <laughs> but um, how, how can – they're both shit. Leal and Mariki, they're both garbage. They both can't finish. Sorry, it, both, you know what it is? Can't... It's trash versus garbage. Yeah. Right now, me, yeah. For <laughs> me, Tati has no right – to shake his head when you spent twenty million on a fucking guy who is playing backup, is a reserve player, and you're paying twenty million. That's how stupid he is. I'm sorry. Like I, I these decisions. If you're gonna spend twenty million, it's got to be a starter. That's that's the clear end goal. That there's no, especially a team like Lazio who doesn't have the money to spend, like Milan, Inter, Juve, even Roma. I'd say like you, you got to be smart, man. Like that. We bought we bought Barisha two years ago for eight million. We I like Fares. I think Fares has been a good sign. I know he wasn't the best today, but he's been better in, in early in the, lately. But still, they gotta be smarter with their money. That's for you taking Musaki. You, you know, Jerry, you, you brought up something. You brought up something that was interesting about you know Super League. How how the threat is always going to be there, and they can kind of go back to that well. You know, when, whenever they want some kind of reform from UEFA. Now, let me give you guys a hypothetical. Like, okay. What if at some point Super League does happen, you know, years down the road, or at least some form of Super League? It may look a little bit different than what they proposed this past week. You almost wonder if by by throwing it out there on Sunday night and seeing the reaction to it, that A, that gives them the opportunity now to have actual market research. Okay, so, so now it. they have an idea. Okay, so we throw a plan out there, and people fucking hated it. So that gives them an idea on maybe, okay, how do we tweak it? And also, now that we've thrown the idea out there and put it out in the universe, people are going to be desensitized the next time we throw it out there. Because you remember, I mean, there was a lot of shock and awe on Sunday, Monday, and into Tuesday, and there was a lot of anger. But it's like, now mentally, 
every every football fan knows that hey the just the idea of super league is out there and and you know even though you know clubs pulled out of it they've suspended it as we've talked about and and Florentino made it very clear and Barcelona had made it very clear that the Super League is not is not dead uh, it's, it's it's suspended so now people are desensitized to it so maybe a year or two from now they come back and they announce it or propose it again maybe they tweak it a little bit so it's less insufferable for the fans and fans are desensitized to it so really what they did on Sunday was get an idea how are people going to react to this and maybe how can we tweak it in the future to make it more tolerable what do you think about that Jan? I think that's a very good, very good theory on, on what happened because, in a sense, maybe they did hire a really good marketing firm and this was their idea, or yeah. this was their own market research just done, you know, on the cheap. And it's like, well, we're gonna with the Teflon anyway. Look, I'm still here wearing my Milan stuff. Um, I, I'm, I'm always gonna be doing that. I know I saw Carlo Carlo Garganese like tweeting about how he had a U, a Juve fan that was gonna drop, and you made a good point. Of saying like that, that fan stayed with Calciopoli scandals and all these other problems, and now they're gonna drop. I mean, these teams are Teflon, so I think your theory is perfect. I mean, of course they threw it out there; it didn't, it didn't go over very well, but it's given everyone something to think about. Now, already like Jerry threw out the idea two divisions. You know, they're gonna tweak this until they come to a a decent, you know, a decent agreement with UEFA with all the clubs. It's not gonna happen overnight. But now the idea is out there, and absolutely, we're desensitized. We're in a we're in a time right now that you see something on uh, on Snapchat, and like you know, two days later, it's already passe, and it's not even important. It's the same thing with the Super League. No one's going to care about it next time they talk about it, or they'll care about it a lot less. You know, they're going to get a lot less angry about it. You know, and I see the point that Milan Weekly Pod made, and and maybe he's right. Maybe we're giving them too much credit. Uh, Twelve trillion dollar owners just couldn't get it right. I guess that's a possibility. <laughs> what, what do you think about this, uh, Johnny? Um, I mean, it's possible. Uh, I think now that they see that, what, what they were, they could probably observe, like, okay, what do people react negatively to the most of? And it was the whole re- non relegation thing. Yeah, and I think like, okay, well. Maybe how about we suggest this? We start a new league because the goal is to, you know, keep proper earnings from a Champions League position, and but not pretty much take the money for like not have UEFA collect the money, just we collect the money. But we start off with maybe these fifteen teams plus five teams, and then do a whole rotational basis from there. Then, then I think might that might actually happen because it's still it's still in the whole competitive scheme of things. You're still trying to earn your spot. Yeah, it makes sense to put these 15 teams in there because these are the teams that call spade a spade. The casuals are going to watch. At the end of the day, they don't care about the diehards. Diehards are going to watch their teams no matter what. Diehards are going to be there every morning at 6.30 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. to watch the games on the East Coast. Sometimes 3.30 a.m. if they live in the West Coast. I know some people. But but, um, whatever we accept, if not, in unison of grassroots football, it's no good. Anytime you want, we unite and boycott the games products, we achieve our goal. That's a romantic idea. It is. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to bring something up because Johnny made me think about it. When the World Cup first started, teams were invited and there were six of them. And does Italy look at those World Cups as anything less achieving? Does Uruguay look at their first World Cup win and be like, we weren't really world champions because we got invited no. and there was only six no. teams? Well, the Super fact, League I, I, is I think Uruguay, Uruguay counts like extra <laughs> World Cups. Like they count like Olympics <laughs> World Cups. Yeah, they, they yeah, count like, 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 like the Ottawa Senators in hockey and their cups that were won before. Yeah. But like, the Super League is going to start somewhere, just like the European yeah. Cup started somewhere, just like Champions League developed and all these other things. So 
I don't, I mean, I see the outrage now, but like, come on, like, if we we're going to stop, tell Italy to stop counting one of the World Cups because they were invited, like, they didn't get there on merit. So I don't know, like, anyway, that's just, thanks for Jenny for making me think about that. No, but that's what it is. Like, if you started off with them and then do a whole rotational or invite basis or like, I don't know, like some kind of qualification method, then I'm in agreement with it because a lot of those teams, yeah, they have the most fans, they have the most, uh casual viewers and they have probably the biggest sponsorship deals and whatnot because at the end of the day nobody's gonna watch city a for benevento crotone as everybody likes to say no, you know their brand is out there their brand is huge you know but that's what i'm saying yeah. like uh but then afterwards if you're like yeah you know what uh, if you finish top three in the italian league you're in the super league like okay there you go now you get the top three best teams in italy of last year to play in the super league the next year then i'm okay with that but not like oh yeah you know we're the richest teams. Go ahead, have fun, and like, okay, gee, thanks. Like, they're not they can perform badly, but they're still there. Like, but, I'm not down to watch Juve get smacked 15-0 versus PSG. I'm down to watch that. <laughs> yeah, and he, twice on Sunday too. <laughs> fair, fair. That's a good point. You know, so something I want to go around the table on. Actually, before we get to that, uh, Adriano, I'll let you put uh, the bow uh, on that topic if you think that uh, that. That you know, may, maybe this was sort of a test run for the Super League announcement. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you guys said it right. I mean, I think they put uh, they put the bait out there. Uh, people caught on negatively. Obviously, uh, it touched a lot of people. Uh, you know, deeply. Uh, listen, they put they put out the bait. Like they they went fishing. They put out the bait. They see what would stick, what would catch, what wouldn't, uh, and they tested the waters. I mean, like Jan said, I, I don't, and you guys all said pretty much. I don't think this will go away. Uh, I do think it's something that it maybe won't be called the Super League. Maybe it's a revamped Champions League. Maybe it's something different, another branch off of some sort. But uh, I think the biggest point that everybody is making is the whole thing about merit. And you can't just buy or just exist to be involved in these types of things. I think the merit point is something that obviously needs to be stressed. And, uh, you know, if they can make it work that way, Make the money they want to make because we know they're greedy bastards. I'm sorry if I'm swearing or, or, or using some bad lingo on the oh, pod. We but far worse thing. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I listen, guys, I, I think you guys all said it well. Uh, they, 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 they casted. Uh, did, it, did everything bite positively? Obviously not. But, uh, again, they, they will cast uh, another time uh, down, the, down the line for sure. You know, I, I know that a question some fans have had, uh, I, I think this has already been answered by several news outlets, but again, so many news outlets got so many things wrong during the Super League saga. At, at some point, exactly. you don't know who to trust, but, but you know, I, I know some fans have, have been wondering, you know, should the clubs who, you know, tried to form the Super League, should they now be punished, you know, by, by their own domestic leagues or, or by UEFA? Should there be, you know heavy fines, point deductions, you know, so, some fans say, oh, they should be relegated, stuff like that. Um, now, I, I think it's been it's been pretty much confirmed that there won't be any punishments. And honestly, I, I don't see how you can punish them because Super League, like, nothing's actually happened. Like, so, exactly. You know, some tweets were sent out, some interviews were given, you know, Florentino Perez and, uh, and Andrea Agnelli went in front of some cameras and talked about it, but no games have actually been played. Uh, no money has actually been accepted because we, we talk about the big payday that was going to come from J.P. Morgan. But to my knowledge, no no checks have actually been cashed. So I don't see how you can actually punish these teams because they haven't actually done anything. Uh, you know, Jerry, I'll, I'll go to you first on this one. So, like, legally, I don't think they can be punished. But 
do you believe that maybe some punishment should be should have been considered because you know obviously if you're if you're UEFA and you're if you're some of the clubs that you know weren't weren't going to be part of the Super League you, you may want to make sure that there's a threat that if this does happen again there's going to be consequences for it well I don't think the club itself like the players or management will be penalized by penalty like pen, like any points or anything like that or being like relegated but I wonder if there is any way of finding these teams of any like I'm sure these guys have lawyers that will find loopholes not like reprehending them for like like Kachopoli say but like fines or something that will will teach these guys a lesson to, to not get away with this I'm I know that nothing materialized in terms of like anything going set in motion but I'm pretty sure that these lawyers probably know something like a clause or something in order to to penalize all these teams that what for what they have done that's just the way i look at it like i think milan's doing the best approach right now uh, apparently they're they want to get rid of gazidis now because of what his involvement was in this uh project i don't know how much of that is true it's only being reported by football italia i was reading this morning and maldini Apparently hasn't been talking to Gazidis and he didn't like the fact that he wasn't really involved in any. I don't think he ever wanted to be a part of this, no. but the fact that Gazidis just did this behind his back, didn't involve him. And just remember what happened when Boban was there and, and the whole friction and how they wanted Boban out. And now Gazidis goes behind his back and does this shit. And uh, I don't remember the whole Boban situation, but. You can say it was it wasn't any better, and now look what Gazidis is doing, right? So, yeah, like I I I, I respect Maldini because I think he's a guy who who is a traditionalist. He he's not a type of guy who's willing to go and and break what football is like today. Sorry, like what what it was. The guy played in the nineties and two thousands, right? Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you think he's gonna want a Super League when he's used to playing in a in a system that worked for so many years. So, to me, I, I think at the end of the day, Gazidis will be gone by the end of the year, and it's gonna be Maldini's team moving forward. That's how I look at it. Let me ask uh, the Milanisti about it, uh, Adriano. I'll start with you. Have you heard that uh, the the scuttle there about uh, Gazidis? What do you think about that? I mean, I didn't really, I mean, maybe Jan, you probably could back me up a bit more on this. I, I personally didn't. Uh, if it was in the chat, I, I didn't see it. But, um, you know, I think obviously Maldini, like Jerry said, the traditionalist, he is, uh, he, he, he is all class. Um, obviously, he, what confused me a bit was that he was like unaware of, of what was going on. I, I thought maybe he would have, you know, maybe heard something being the high up that he is. Uh, so that kind of concerned me. Um, but again, I don't know, Gazidis, you know, Milan's been going through, uh, a bad time for the past decade with all as Milan fans know it. Uh, and again, Yanka back me up on that. Uh, we, we've seen some terrible times, uh, uh, this past decade. Uh, so anything just to try to get back to, to where we once were, I, I think is always in the back of these, uh, back of the club's mind, obviously. Um, I mean, listen, uh, to make to make an extra buck here or there, I think uh, they'll try to do. But at the same time, I don't know. I think they approach everything well, from what I saw. Um, you know, they they kind of didn't. They weren't the Agnelli out in the open. Everything is on blast. You know, they kind of kept it cool, calm, collective. They entered, they left. You know, smoothly. From what I from what I read or from what I saw. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. Gazidis, uh, I mean, maybe being a little sneaky behind his back. I don't know. I, I didn't really read up on it, but um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he wants to go back to Arsenal. I, I don't know. But I think everything, <laughs> I think everything has been working smoothly. Uh, well, you know, so far, uh, so good, I think, with Milan. Uh, they're in the right direction. Uh, yeah. I hope this is not something that causes any friction. We are at the home stretch of the Campionato. This Super League, we can forget about it. I don't, we don't need to talk about it. We need to focus on what, uh, you know, is, is ahead of us. And it's these last, uh, what, five, six games. Six games. So, yeah. um, exactly, right? So, yeah, and I don't know if you, if you saw anything else, but uh, well, definitely. Well, I think you said something right, right at the end there where you said, like, we have six, seven games left. <laughs> I First off, the way Milan, like, is running their operation, Gazidis is definitely just the finance guy. And, exactly. And Maldini and Masada are the player guys. So they probably don't interact about these things. And if you saw the way Pioli spoke about it and, and, and Pirlo spoke about it, two very different approaches. Pioli was like, the club didn't take, speak to me about it. They just said, don't worry about Super League. Focus, focus on, on League. finishing top four. Yep. Whereas, whereas Pirlo was like, though, Agnelli sat down with everybody and, and spoke to them about the plans. Even after their win against Parma, he was still Pirlo was still like, you know, something has to change. It's too bad it didn't go through. So now Football Italia, they report a lot of things. Is Gazidis out? I mean, Milan to me, if you look at the budgets and how much they were in debt, 151 million, I think they were kind of like the last one to be joining the Super League from the Italian perspective because Inter really needs the money, not to pick on, on a debt, be the dead horse here. And, I don't deny and Juventus needs the money because <laughs> they didn't pass the round of 16 three times in a row and they're spending a lot of money for players. So Milan was invited probably out of, they shouldn't be there out of merit. <laughs> they suck really bad for the last 10 years. They should be there yeah. for an historical point of view and they probably invited at the end 150 million in debt. They don't really need that $300 million payout. They're going to come out of this. So I'm not buying into it that they're going to get rid of Gazidis. Maybe Maldini leaves out of spite, out of pride. I'm not putting that out there, but I didn't read that anywhere. But I think they're going to deal with it, and their goal is to finish top four. If they don't finish top four, there's going to be a lot of heads that are rolling at Milan, not just Gazidis. So. Are, are, are you concerned? Okay. I mean, obviously, uh, a, a tough uh, tough loss yesterday against Sassuolo. And, and you guys, you're, you're of course, you're, you're right in it. Are, are you concerned about dropping out of the top uh, four? I, I actually want to drop on that. Hold on. Sure. Do you think that if top four doesn't happen, Pioli's fired? That's the bigger question, though. It's a great question. That's the bigger uh, question. I mean, there's a chance, but he would be the last one to be fired. I think Masada, Gazidis, after this whole... Like, anything could happen. I mean, Maldini might leave. If they make top four, there's a reason to continue with everybody. If they don't, I could see a lot of heads roll besides, you know, the guy above Gazidis. But Pioli, I mean, if, if you're not top four, you're going to have to keep a guy like that. Who are you going to attract as a coach? Exactly. You're gonna have, I, you're, like you've resigned Zlatan now, but doesn't mean the other guys are going to resign. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say. I mean, it, it, it also depends. Like, are we going to totally crash and burn and totally crash out of top four? Uh, you know, are we going to be uh, that one point away again? I've seen this you know, movie before, man. Exactly right. <laughs> we, we, we've seen this. This is like a chapter three for us. This is like the, the, exactly. This is the sequel. You know, the, the like everything. Future. Right. Hey, I know this one. Uh, exactly. No, 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 it's brand new. <laughs> exactly right. So I mean, it, day with Bill Murray. <laughs> there you go. So there's different. There's different uh, circumstances uh, in 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 you know crashing out of top four. Uh, I mean, I think it's something to look at. But at the same time, I always say when it's when it's changing of a coach, when it's 
you know, whatever to, to, to do with the coach. What? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. We'd like them to continue. But like, is the grass greener on the other side? Are we changing, you know, four quarters for a dollar again? We've done this before. Jan knows this. Okay. Steve knows this in, in, in the in the chat, me on weekly pod. We all know this. We're, we've we're not we've heard this story before. Exactly. Not because well, of we're exactly. Right? We don't have a right wing, and we don't have like anyone to play a striker. Like we're losing for that right now. So I think I think listen. I think uh, Pioli stays. Uh, you know, if if they do crash out of top four, which I mean I, I don't think, and I hope they don't. But um, again, who's gonna come? Are we gonna go for another caretaker manager? Is this whole project gonna start over again? We don't want to go down that path, right? So I think uh, the chemistry has been good so far with this core. Uh, obviously, with Ibra, uh, you know, resigning today was big news. Uh, that finally got put put down, like put to rest, and and we can now move on, and we know where, we're, where we stand with him. Uh, obviously, there's other contracts that need to be, you know, negotiated. But listen, guys, I, I think uh, you know Pio has yeah. done a pretty good job uh, taking a team that didn't ex- didn't wasn't any wasn't supposed to be anywhere near where they are, and uh, and you exactly. know he's done pretty well. So uh, again, I think I think he stays, but. I don't know. It depends who's available, even if they don't, uh, if they do decide to sack. I, I, I just hate when I have to hear, like, even my own buddies, like, message me on the side. I'm not going to say names, but they say, <laughs> that Pio- no, no, no. I, I, I don't want to be that guy. But the, the reasoning is that Pioli is known for, for late collapses and meltdowns. And, and, sure. I, and I, I, I get the past, but that you, I don't blame him for this season. Like, look what he's dealt with the injuries, the. The players, COVID. yeah, like it's just well, he's done a good job steering he, a very young team. Like it was gonna happen. These losses are are just not fluke. There is a lot of inexperience in this team. That uh, they're a young team. They're, they're, they're not. Young. They're not are thirty they're years old. One of, yeah. They're the youngest yeah, one, team. Like one of. And I spoke to Johnny the other night, uh, last night actually, after we got yeah. off, after we got off, and. Uh, I mean, it took 20, what was it, 21, 22 weeks before Inter finally, you know, uh, was able to overpass us. And that's no job to anybody, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and that's no job to anybody, but just to say a team that wasn't supposed to be where they're supposed to be, gets all the fuck in the world, whatever on Twitter, whatever, fine. But it took 21, 22 weeks for the super Inter to, to pass them. And again, Alex, I love you and it's no job to you, but, uh, just to put it, put you put everything into perspective, I, I think. Uh, you know, uh, from top to bottom, it, they've done a good job. Don't tell me, don't get me wrong. They've had their flaws. Things do need to be still worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, I, I think they're on the right course. And uh, I mean, this top four finish will be the cherry on top and the start of a, of, of a new era, I think, with this Milan. I want to I I actually, hold on, Alex. I want to cap it off with something that the Milan Weekly pod said last time we when we had them on. And, and they said it perfect. I think all our fan bases are too reactionary. Oh, big time. That's big the time. that's the biggest oh, yeah. issue. And big they said it, and they said it perfect. The minute Milan if Milan loses Monday, that's two losses in a row. Do you know what's gonna happen? And they said this perfect last time. It's gonna be Pioli out, burn the fucking club to the ground, and <laughs> let's start a revolution because you're right. And I don't get it. And Lazio's in the same boat. And I know we're not as like you're gonna be going after Ragnik again if oh. uh, yeah, and sure. I, yeah, that's even worse, but. <laughs> but I, and I get our clubs nowhere like the same level like the other clubs at the top, but it's like even in Zaghi, two two losses in a row, get him out. He can't change. He can't do this. He can't do that. But I think that people need to realize what these coaches are dealing with. You yeah. got one one manager who has 
a budget of 40 million. You got another manager who has a, a, a team average 22 years of age. You got Antonio Conte that has a fucking brain testadura. And you got Napoli who shit on fucking Gattuso for half the season and somehow has his team in a top four spot. Like, figure this one out, eh? Fucking, you got to let the season play out. Once you get two seasons in, I say, then you can start saying, okay, maybe it's time to, like, get rid of him. Look, Inzaghi's been with the team for five years. And look at the results. Can you imagine maybe if he was at Milan for five seasons, what he could have done with that team and what they've always been able to bring to that team? Like, Agreed. Jerry, I, I, I agree with you 100%, but we know we know Italy, there's no patience. There's no patience, and I totally agree with what you're saying, but we're so bad in Italy, it, it's it's terrible. And, and uh, listen, Jerry, I, I totally agree with you. Gigi la patate, no. I like that. that that's Pioli not bad. I don't mind. Mourinho in. Sorry, That That would hurt my feelings as an Interista. I, I, I would know how Juventini feel seeing Conte at Inter. I, I would get a taste of my own medicine. We're going to win a tripletta, Alex, if, if that happens. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that, that, that would joking, cut me to no. the core. That's it. <laughs> it All right, I'm done. I, I want to... Uh, and and I'll, I want to I'll say my quick piece uh, on Pioli. I think he's done a really good job. And and Jerry brought up a point that you know Pioli has the reputation of starting fast and then crashing hard. But it's like and we call it the Pioli high. But he's done so well at this stop because usually the Pioli high is five or six weeks. At Milan, the Pioli high was like five or six months or, or more than that. Because right. if you go from 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 the from the second half of last season into the first half of this right. season. I mean, he had this squad in incredible form. And and like you guys said, all, all the injuries here in the second half and all the inconsistency on the roster, I don't really blame him for that. So I, I actually think Pioli has done an excellent job at Milan. Uh, before we wrap up this episode, I want to give Johnny a chance to talk a little shit uh, to Jerry because Napoli, Napoli hung. And again, uh, I can't comment on the specifics because I wasn't able to watch the game today. I had to start working after the, uh, after the Roma-Atalanta game. But Johnny, the, the floor is yours, man, because you, you, you guys beat up Lazio today. I will let Jerry have a rebuttal, but talk a little trash, sir. I, I want to talk trash, but I had to be a working boy today, and I worked Oh, you too. Far. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I missed both the Roma and Napoli game. So oh. I just oh, you're a little bitch. Uh, because you're I, a little bitch. Obviously, obviously <laughs> when, when I'm at work, you know, like there's a five-goal game. Insignia gets a brace. Austin gets goal. a goal. What a goal, man. Oh, goal. man. Like, I, I was watching Mertens the highlights too. just to try to see if I can get an idea of the game. And holy hell, you know, like, I, I like, I, I kind of agree with you guys. It wasn't Lazio's day today. So, you know, I kind of feel bad to shit talk. But, but uh, you know what? Uh, suck on that, Jerry. Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not you, know, you, you guys were stuck on the ref. Jerry, I feel bad about something. There were some questionable I calls. I, I feel bad about something I tweeted today because our, our friend uh, Sean McIntosh, who's got a, a, an adorable, an adorable Le- son, Leone, uh, adorable Leone. Yeah, he he had uh, he sent out a little video of uh, I don't know how old his son is, like six months, like a, a tiny, tiny, adorable baby, and he's like kicking uh, a soccer ball to his son, and his son is like sort of like he's on his back kicking it back to him, and, and he said, oh. He tweeted at Lazio. He was like, oh, how, how old uh, does he have to be to get to the Primavera? And then I responded to the tweet, you guys could have used him on defense today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was horrible it was back bad. there, man. Yeah. So disjointed. I haven't seen – I don't – I mean, I don't I – don't, Jerry, are they always like that? 
Oh, it's better back then. I told you the, the twenty million to Mariki. I said it today on Twitter. Yeah. Spending twenty million on Mariki. That's why I called out Eagle Tati. You have no right to shake your head because we needed a center back and we we shifted Marisic into that right side, and he's probably been okay. But still, like it's you know what the first goal wasn't the defense's fault. It was a, I thought it was a bad call. But everyone's gonna have a, a say on that. I, I just think that I yeah. thought the penalty was a bad call because he's already made the contact and his his leg is not above his waist. He's a tall guy as well, and Monolis is already going in for the ball with his legs already there. So it's still a I, reckless play, though. Yeah, I, I know what anywhere you're saying, else, Jerry. I know what anywhere, you're saying. It's always gonna be a debatable call. That, that's anywhere else on the pitch, there. anywhere else on the pitch, I, I think that's a that, that's a call to foul and probably the yellow card. That's the only thing that I can say, Jer. Like not against like I'm not want to go against you. I for, I personally thought it was the right call, but at the same time, because of the reckless play, that really took it over the top. If that wasn't, if the boot wasn't up there, and maybe it was a bit lower, whatever, maybe we're talking in a different, different, uh, different tune. But I, but no, Jared, go on. That that's just the way. I, you know what? The first goal, no chance. That's not the defense. The second goal, Mohamed Fadis is at fault, not the defense. Because the wing back doesn't step up on Politano. He gives him too much space. He goes around. What does he do? He takes an innocent shot and Pepe Reina lays a stinker. So that's he not- should retire. He should like retire. He, 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 you know, he had, he's had a good season, but he should have stopped a long time ago. I don't know why she's yeah. not playing. That's a whole different debate. I can is, go he, on is, for he, is, he, is he hurt or is he? Is he no, he's not. Playing? He's healthy. Wow. Did he have COVID? No, he did. He, he, he did at the time. Could it be that? He, wow. Well, that was like two months ago. I know, but look, I don't know. Anyway, maybe it could be that. That's a good question. I don't know either. It's it's sad. I thought he was hurt. And then again, I I I thought it was a penalty at first, and then Nima really broke it down to me, and and I said it on the raft and rant. I don't like talking about it again because I'm so tired of it. I even sent the video (laughs) out about it. I'm so tired of it now. I don't even care anymore. And then the second goal wasn't the the defense. The third goal. The third goal was uh, Insigne, right? Uh, yeah. The chip, the chip pass. Oh, yes. Again, yeah. it's not, that's not the defense's fault because it's far out. That's Pepperena again, off his line, not making the save, not leaving so much space behind him. Like, that, that's another – it's not the defense for me because he's not really attacking the defense. He's not going inside the box. You know what I mean? He takes a nice shot from outside, and it's just a nice – place shot and Pepperino's fucking lays a stinker for me. And then look at the fourth goal where Mertens gets a per- perfect pass and he just he just laces it properly. Like it's just he converted it properly. That one Pepperino had no chance. I'll, I'll give him that one. That goal was out of reach. And then the last one was a poor turnover from a Cherby. But then again, Rena doesn't step up on Ossiman. Leaves so <laughs> much space. I don't I don't think money. the defense yeah. I do agree with you, Leon, that they were the dysfunctional a lot of the time. Yeah. And were fortunate, but it wasn't the defense that conceded the goals today. It was just Napoli converting their chances, Napoli being in the right position, They're Napoli getting the right shots. Like, yeah, like it's and then again, Lazio, they don't finish their chances today. Immobile had I think he laid off two passes in the first half when he should have took shots. Alberto, and when the shots yeah. – yeah, like Alberto made a pass, I think, that shouldn't have made a, a pass. Like there were like at least five, six chances where they pissed away. Correa uh, – the, the, Correa and the Alberto – had a nice shot. 
Yeah, and he hit the post, Korea. What about if he if he if he scores that? It's two one, a whole different game, man. All of a sudden, it's not five right. two anymore. The momentum shifted. Napoli is a very fragile team when you can get them. Like, I, I was oh, encouraged wow. with the result. Oh, you know, wow. not with the results. Sir. I was the performance for me wasn't bad for Lazio. I thought they played very well. The just the, the difference was they didn't finish. That was the end game. Like Korea, stop trying to play for a foul. It pisses me off. You're a good player. That's what gets dinged with five and none of the. Yeah, I'm getting to that. No, I, I, yeah, I, me too. <laughs> I, I don't think it's defensive fault, man. I think it's I think it's other players that were out. Maybe the fourth, the fifth goal. Yes, a Cherby on the fifth goal. Yeah, it was and Cherby's the Mertens fault. one for me. And the Mertens one for me. No, nobody's I, on him. Nobody's on I him. Yes, he takes a great shot, but nobody's on him. I even think him. the Insignia goal because yeah, when you're disjointed he danced like Leva. that. You're allowing these players to have a view of the net. If you're yeah. not playing tight defensive lines, playing tight together, you're giving Insigne that look that he can see that corner and put it in. Hakan did it against and we all know, And he we all know that shot four times. Doing it look. So, I'll look at it right now. I think, to... it's, I think it's just they, when you don't pressure Napoli, when you don't attack them, stay on them, make it hard for them, they're going to run the table on you because they're fast, they're skilled, and they can go up, you know, they can go around you. I, I, I find Lazio is too far apart. Good. I think besides uh, Gasperini's system, I think Napoli's probably got the best offense in the league. To be honest, we say it all the time. We say it all the time. I mean, uh, you know, we say it on our pod- on our podcast too. I mean, you put Napoli's attack. You know, forget their defensive issues, whatever. If their Kuiba is not there, it's a whole different. But forget that. Mm-hmm. Going forward, I mean, I, I don't know. They they have they have a pretty scary a pretty scary attack. Yeah. Does it match Inter? Does it match you know Lazio when they're on? Does it you know does it match Z- these other teams? Zelinsky, Zelinsky I, I, today yeah. looked like he was alone in that midfield. I didn't see anybody around him. Zelinsky was just yeah, like, Zelinsky I'm gonna too. walk around with the ball all day long. No one he's on probably him. our best player. I think Zelinsky this season has been Napoli's best player beside Lozano. So and Insigne. like and in and in senior 17 Insigne goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven, no, no. 17 goals. I mean, I mean, come on. And, and you know what? I, I think we should give some praise, uh, you know, to Osiman. Uh, I don't want to give him too much praise to give him my too high of a horse, but this is three goals in five games. A guy who gets all the fuck in the world, uh still a young player. player. He's a great fantastic player. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I mean, he hasn't had a bad luck this year. He was injured. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. If, if, if he can stay healthy, the, the, the guy is disgustingly he's, skilled. Like it's all scary. about staying on the pitch. Exactly. Yeah, right? you, you know, the, Jerry, the, the, Jerry, the Insigne go, I agree with you. It's Leva's yeah. fault. I just yeah, he it. danced Leva. That's Leva. Leva was terrible the whole game. He was atrocious. I think he's yeah. done. He's slow, and I and I heard that they might cancel his contract. They they might agree to like part ways in the summer. Really which I don't know. I'm, I really don't really care. But I do agree that the, the defense needs to step up on the Mertens goal. That right. yes, you're right. Looking at it, that's a lot of space. Now looking at the replay. I think that's that again. That's that's Marisic who doesn't really step up. He's the closest, and he's not a natural center back. So like that to me, it's like that's a problem. Yeah, and that's was a it, problem. And, and Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it was it Lulic that was on the on the on the on the on, on the left wing back or whatever on the wing back? And talking about Zelinski that Jan just brought up. Zelinski went around him. Zelinski totally danced him. He went around him like he was like exactly super easy, and he found Mertens and Mertens. Fine, he took a great shot, but nobody's on him, right? He has the space. He has that. He knows that he's gonna have the space and be able to take the shot. And you know, for him, it was one or two with Napoli, and and it went in. And you know, you saw the emotions at uh, at the end of that. So, you know what? Even even though they were up for nothing, Napoli, I think the game kind of changed. Even the game tilted into Lazio's favor when they brought on Daniela Cataldi. 
When it was four and two, it was it was interesting. When when Cataldi came on, it was four nothing. He really changed that midfield up, uh, and I thought that he gave speed more a guy who who was making challenges, tackles, intercepting balls, making things happen alongside Sergey Malinkovic-Savic. And I think a lot of the time, Levo just didn't offer anything throughout no. the whole game. Like, and and it was like ten Nothing. versus eleven. Like that, and I think that was the advantage for Napoli throughout the game was that he, a prime Leva will will dominate the midfield with those two. He's no longer that player anymore. He looks like, like Lucas Billy out there, man. Yeah, it's yeah, really bad. Say. It's really <laughs> bad. I, I if I'm Lazio for Monday, I start Cataldi over Leva. That's, that's a good shout. That's, I, yep. I, you know what? I know he's been good and bad and he's our homegrown player but i think this guy needs to give a chance now like you need fresh legs you need something who can who can create something in that midfield and playing alongside alberto and sergey i think that really will, will help him and that's that's just the way i would approach the last six games gonzalez escalante is hurt go with cataldi that's yeah that's a good shot and and, and and if it doesn't work with cataldi you bring in parolo you don't bring in Leva. Oh, oh man parolo uh, he plays well against Milan, that guy. Dead for 12 games, Milan. Exactly. Oh, you see he the red and black. Yeah, it's Even at Chelsea, yeah. he's going to have a good game against Milan. They didn't, yeah. they didn't keep him. He always yeah. has a, shows up. And then back to being a dinosaur at Serbia. Yeah, Fata de Gatti, yeah, yeah we, we know. They're going to play like 2018 story. Barcelona, like Steve said yeah. in the Milan chat. It's going to be Lazio. Before Vintage we wrap Lazio. it up, Jerry, before That's we wrap it, it up, I, I got a question for you. And I think I, I, think I know your answer because I was reading your tweets. So this would have been a crucial three points today for Lazio. You're now seven points out of fourth place with six matches left. Are, are, are you giving up on the possibility of Champions League? I'm 90% giving up. I think that I have slim hope if we beat Milan. That's the only way that we, we have a chance because Milan's run of games is really tough compared to Lazio's. So I, I just think that if anything – it's a, it's six points basically up for grabs if you really look at it on Monday. So Milan, uh, Lazio can play very well against Milan at home. So that's the encouraging aspect of this game. Um, I heard that Luis Felipe should be available for Monday's game. Fingers crossed, he could be back. That's the player that Lazio's been missing the most in the last three months because he was. Ex- we needed him this season and losing him has hurt our back line. So if he comes back and plays in any shape form for this game, that's huge. And a loss and they're done. They're back to where they belong. Europa league. So. Oh, that's wow. sad to hear you say that, Jerry. Yeah. Oh. It sounded so yeah. sad when he said that. Shit. I don't know. I feel like that's a tragedy. Well, we'll wrap it up on that note guys. And, and I appreciate the love by, uh, Anthony Privatera saying uh, yeah, he just hopped in, but he says, great lineup. Can't wait to watch this back. And, yeah, that's a good shout to everybody that as soon as we end this, the replay is going to be available on YouTube immediately uh, to watch and listen to. And then uh, tomorrow it's going to be up on all the audio channels as well. So, uh, first, I'll give a big shout-out to Jan uh, for joining us. First-time guest here on the Couch Connection. Jan, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for having me, guys. It was great. Jerry, thanks for the invite. Even Alex, thank you for the invite. Gianni, Adriano, thank you. thanks again. I mean, we chat every day, so it's great to see you guys. With COVID, <laughs> yeah. we can't really see each other, even though we're in the same city. But it was a privilege yeah. and an honor. Yeah. Uh, anytime, guys, it was really fun yeah. chatting. Thanks.
Yeah, and, and Adriano, th- thank you so much for hopping in, man. And, uh, and of course, I'll, I'll let you and uh, Johnny both uh, promote what you guys are doing on Calcio, guys. But, uh, Adriano, thank you so much, man, for making time for us. No, of course. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't miss it. Uh, you know, we're trying to see if this is going to get a mobile. Am I going to jump onto the laptop? Uh, I'm glad you guys still accepted me to come on. Uh, first time on, and, and, uh, and honestly, it's it's been a pleasure. Uh, it was a quick chat. Uh, you know, I hope to be on. Like I always tell you guys, you know where to find us uh, if you ever need to, anybody to jump on. But uh, a big thank you to everybody uh, for, for, for chatting tonight. It, it, it was great. Like Jan said, uh, me and Johnny and Jan are living in the same city, but we still we can't really see each other too much because of COVID and all this BS. But um, yeah, uh, where you can find us, uh, we do uh, cultural guys, uh, you know, weekly uh, cultural podcast. Uh, yeah, covering everything, everything said, everything Azzurri, but don't maybe not that training talk. I, I don't know if we're gonna really discuss it this week, we'll see. But uh, yeah, at the culture on all your on all your platforms and uh, wherever you find your podcasts as well. Love it, and, and thanks to Johnny as well, who's uh, he, he's almost become uh, a, a semi regular on this show. Thank you so much for stopping in again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I feel honored every time I'm invited. Uh, and it's it's always exciting to talk culture with you guys, and I really love the concept and stuff that you guys got going here. So, uh, thank you so much for having me. Just to reiterate, uh, in case anybody's listening to this later on, uh, you can find me, Adriano, and Nicholas at the Calcio Guys on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, or if you want, uh, or and you can find us like on any of your pro- podcasting listening platforms. Hey, Jerry, you've been on a tear with the videos on Twitter lately. Uh, let people know uh, where they can check out your writing as well, because you, you work your ass <laughs> off all week. Hey, uh, the Laziale, and I just posted an article on Serpents of in, uh, Serpents of Inter. Or We're Serpents converting, of, Jerry, very slowly. Serpents of Modenina. I just wrote a match, uh, winners and losers of Inter's match. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not converting to Inter. I, I just like to write about other teams. That's it, man. I, I even released an article yesterday on Pioli and how he's been doing well with Milan this season and how he's really turned it around. So I, I'm trying not to be biased. I try to be very unbiased and open-minded. And a lot of people don't like that I write for other teams, but I can give a fucking two shits. To be <laughs> like, I, I don't know why people think that just because you write about a team means you're a fan of that team. It's it's a really it's a really dumb mentality, man. You're yeah. you're you're a fucking journalist. Like, yeah, you do write about Lazio, but just because you also write about Inter sometimes and you've written about Milan, you've written about Napoli before, doesn't mean you're a fan of all these teams. So it's no. like people need to understand that, man. You, you're a writer. You're a scholar. Well, the whole Juventus universe thinks uh, I'm a fake Lazio fan. I'm really an Inter fan, but that's because hey, Juventus fans are paranoid, bro. That's all that is. <laughs> there's, there's two. There's, there's the. I wouldn't the, buy an eye at the Juventini cherry. I wouldn't buy an eye. Oh, I wouldn't fucking buy shit out of that fucking cancer club. Cancer club. <laughs> but anyways, either you're there's the Ronaldo fan club. Buy an eye. Buy an eye. Buy an eye. Now, now, now I'm learning the Agnelli fan club. Fuck another one. Everyone wants a unibrow. Fuck, <laughs> real. Those, those fucking teeth he has. Jesus Christ. What, 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 with all the money he has, he can't get a dentist. 
Why do you think Santino the wrestler had it back in the day? At one point, I'm he dead. had the whole phase with the unibrow and the mullet going on. <laughs> by, by, by the way, by the way, I see like people. People have been asking me because a, a couple weeks ago, I accidentally posted the link to join, and people were like just hopping in, like wedding crashers. So, like, I, I'm not opposed to doing it. Like, I, I want to do it oh, again. But the thing is, when we have five people in the room. That's the max that they allow. You can't have more than five people in. So it's not like it's not like I decided. Oh, you know, I'm gonna make this like super league where I'm gonna exclude other people. Like honestly, I I, I don't mind because uh, we had a lot of fun a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, when people were hopping in and crashing the show, I had a I had a lot of fun with it. But you can't do it when there's five people because on on the service that we use, uh, Streamyard, uh, the five people max. So I can't I can't bring other people on when we have three guests on. So maybe maybe next week if we have a smaller chat, we're gonna bring people in because I do want to do that again. So it's going to be a good one. I appreciate everyone again for stopping in. I appreciate everyone who's watching this, everyone who listens back to it on the podcast. Uh, We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Cultural Connection podcast. Ciao.